James, do you know, I, I assume, but some of the following Major League Pickleball this season has been a little more difficult than last year. Some information's unclear, but can people make trades in between each event like last mm. year? I think so. And I can't okay. tell you why, but I actually know so. Okay, I sure. know so. I actually think that you can make trades before the first event. Really? What? Chris Olson, uh, the Pickleball Studio on Instagram and YouTube on the podcast. He was nice enough to get me on his podcast. And some said in the YouTube comments that that was actually the greatest podcast in the history of all 10 or so of Chris's podcasts. You know, they did say that. And it was really unfortunate because like this is going to inflate his ego so much when he sees this comment. Yeah, I knew I knew during the pod, I knew about halfway through that just the flow, the rhythm, me with my sixth or seventh roast towards you, I was I knew that that pod was going to take off and uh, it, it got less views than Anna's pod, which was unfortunate, but expected. But I think the comments were more um, maybe maybe even more positive. But, uh, I'm not going to lie. When I was editing it, I was like, I wonder if I cut some of these roasts out so he doesn't look so bad. I was like, if you don't know, James, this might sound really aggressive. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a lot. It was funny because. So for those of you that don't know, Chris came down with Pickleball Will and uh, Kyle, that pickleball guy on Instagram to Nashville. And they came down. We did content for a week or so, maybe a little less. And for whatever reason, um, the four of us, when we were hanging out, we all, mostly me, but all of us had a tendency to just start roasting Chris at, at any moment. We would go in on Chris and it was quick and it was natural. It wasn't really, it wasn't even something that we had to try to do. They just kind of, it, it just kind of flowed. And uh, I think that was the funniest part about it, though, is there would be times where you guys would start making fun of me and I would start to like rebuttal, like thinking, I don't know, I didn't realize it was a joke initially. I was like, oh, OK, we're just in one of these again. <laughs> yeah. What was your uh, what was your what was your feeling on that trip? Oh, it was great. I mean, I thought it was a ton of fun. I was here's what I was worried about. I was like this. I knew not that much about you. Obviously, I knew you were a good pickleball player, but I didn't know anything about your personality. But I was like. This guy is going to have to deal with three of us for several days in a row. I hope he has a personality that enjoys that. Otherwise, this is not going to be a fun time. And thankfully, you seem to just enjoy it the whole time. So it worked out great. I had a great time. That was one of my best weeks in Nashville. I mean, I uh, you guys saw my apartment. It was not. There was nothing to do. It was not fun. And uh, yeah, Does, when you is guys your new place in, like that. It's way better. It's way, it's better. way better. Good. <laughs> Yeah, it's not that I'm going to let you into this one, but it's uh, <laughs> it's nice. It's it's uh, I mean, because Anna's here. I'm with Anna, so yep. she's making making things a lot nicer than. The, so the, it's not for, because you made it nicer; it's because Anna made it nice. Oh, it's mostly almost all Anna. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know anything about um, anything other than pickleball. Yeah, so, that's yeah. how it went with my wife too. If I uh, when I moved into my first apartment. If she wasn't around, I wouldn't have had a dining table. She was like, why would you not have a dining table? It's like, I can eat at my desk. She's like, why That's would true. you do that? And I imagine you're the same way, except you would just be like, I could just eat on the floor. Why do I need a couch? Yeah. Yep. I, uh, well, yeah, that was a great weekend or week, yeah. but, uh, now it's time to get into it. So Let's hear it. this is what we all want to hear from Chris. We are going to have tiers for our major league pickleball premier league teams there's going to be an a tier um for the best teams a b tier and a c tier and i figured that would be the right way to do it with chris because chris has his tiers for pickleball paddles that's kind of what he does so i figured this could be easy for him he doesn't have to you know this is an easy transition so that's right three tiers 12 teams four teams per tier so i think how we should do it is chris you go first with your a tier and then i'll tell you my a tier and we'll talk about it all right sounds good 
my A tier, and I'm also realizing this just now, I should have based this all on what pickleball paddles they were using. That would have been really on brand for me. But unfortunately, oh, I didn't you. do that. That's a good idea. <laughs> it would actually be really funny to do. Uh, but my A team is NY Hustlers, Seattle Pioneers, Fives. I hate that I have to put you in there. And then the Hard Eights. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So I have in my A tier... The fives, uh, you know, I got to put myself on the A tier. Um, the Seattle Pioneers, Ben's team, uh, the Hard Eights, and Milwaukee. Oh, you put Mil Milwaukee. Okay, okay. Yeah. So we have three teams in common out of those four. Yeah, yeah. It does, and it doesn't surprise me. I mean, of those teams, like they're all really good. So that's you're gonna definitely see some overlap there. Oh yeah, yeah. I think. I mean. I just don't know about the hustlers in terms of men's um, I, and in mixed. I don't know how much I can say about that uh, because I, 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 you know, I love both of those guys. I just don't know how they're going to mesh with, with Tyson on the left. Um, I think he's arguably the best right side guy in the game. One of the top three right side guys in the game. Such a good forehand cross court dinker forehand, you know, his drops, his drives. But in the Premier League on the left, I don't know how that's going to go. And I just don't know how their styles are going to mesh because Rafa is so aggressive and he's got really fast hands, great power, likes to speed it up. And Tyson is, um, you know, probably the most solid guy, one of the most solid guys in the game, likes to be more patient, uh, does not um you know i don't know if his bread and butter is those firefights as much especially on the left side where he's got to make a decision instead of just slide to his backhand well when he plays with jay do they do they stack him on the right i feel like i see them on both sides all the time but maybe i'm recalling that wrong no you're right about the, okay so they started the year with tyson on the right and, and jay on the left and they didn't have much success at all tyson and jay as people know were not the team they had hoped to be and not to say they didn't have any success, but they didn't have as much and they tried to switch it up. But if you watch them play for whatever reason, when Jay's on the right, he's still taking the middle. So Jay yes. actually comes over and takes the middle with his backhand. So that could be something that does play to Tyson's advantage because Rafa's a lefty. So he could take the middle with his forehand um, and maybe, but I just don't know. I mean, um i'm if afraid they go to a dream breaker though that'd be a good team that's going to be a really good team they've got you know three out of four of them are are good singles players yeah. um, I mean, tyson's a great singles player tyson's probably the you know the second best singles player in the game and yeah. uh is good although i've beaten him pretty badly every time i've played him but i've seen him <laughs> play well <laughs> he'll just I've have to him. hope he doesn't go to a dream breaker against you yeah i've heard about it him, him being good at no, I know he's good at singles, and uh, <laughs> and um, the only concern there is Lacey Schneeman. Uh, I don't think she's bad at singles, but I don't, you know, she's not, she's not going to be a liability. But uh, well, she might be a bit of a liability, especially against us. If they play the fives, we're going to beat them in a dream. Hey, break. but three out of four—that's that's a lot better than some of these other teams in the league. So I mean, if as long as the other three can do a good job, like they're they're fine. Yep. So what I want to hear your thoughts on, because I don't disagree. I mean, I think the hustlers are at the top of the B tier. So what are your thoughts on the hustlers? Yeah. I mean, I think what's going to be interesting to see is a lot of people talk about MOP being so energy based. And obviously like, it's not only that you have to have a good team, but you're literally going to be able to hear these guys from like across the country while MOP is happening. It's like three of the loudest people you could have put on one team. Like, so I think, that's going to be really fascinating to see. I really don't know that much about Lacey. Like I've heard about her. I've seen her play a little bit, but I don't know how that will go in mixed. And I'm curious to see what pairings uh, they'll do in mixed, which guy with which girl. But overall, I feel like they're going to be a really solid team. And like we said, a dream breaker, they're going to be really good. So I think they're going to be fun to watch. Probably one of the more entertaining teams to watch of the better teams probably the most entertaining i mean that's going to be crazy they uh yeah that was something that i that's one of the things where like zane said it i think he said like mlt mlp is all about energy yeah. and that's gonna that's gonna be the team that has the most energy yeah so for sure i think 
Yeah, that's that's tough. I think that they they have a good case to be in the A tier. I mean, they, I I guess. Oh, Will! Oh, look, we got him joining in six minutes early. We have a he surprise in? guest. Is he in? I'm I'm in. Hold up. There he is. <laughs> yo, what's up? What's yo, up, yo, Will? Yo. How's it going? Uh-oh. It's going good. So sorry I'm late, guys. Um, we played some pickleball. We went to go have lunch. I had one too many drinks. That's why I need extra time. And, you know, one too many drinks means I had one, you know, so. <laughs> it means good. you had half of one. Well, whoa, we know how whoa. this goes. <laughs> whoa, don't. <laughs> okay. Right. So, Will, let me fill you in. I don't know if you have the tiers. Uh, I mean, you definitely don't have the tiers, but I know, you, I don't know if you have all the players or all the teams in front of you, but me and Chris are doing uh tiers of premier league mlp teams so we've got a tier b tier okay. and c tier so right, let me see i don't have all the teams in front of me no um let me pull this. them up on the major league pickleball instagram while uh james and i talk about the rest of ours yeah yeah yeah. i'll pull them up me Let's and chris go. are already almost done with the a tier so i guess okay. you can pull them up and then as far as like b and c tier then you can join okay. it you think that makes okay sense? yeah i think okay. that's good so my question so is now, do you of, have, of, oh go ahead go ahead oh i was just gonna say do you have milwaukee in your b tier milwaukee is in my b tier yeah okay okay i honestly think that if you if milwaukee plays if milwaukee plays the hustlers i think they're the favorite because so? I think in women's and I, I get what you're saying about the hustlers. They got, they have the energy, but I think in women's Lucy and Callie have got to be yeah. the favorite over Lacey and Anna because Lucy and Callie are both solid. Uh, they can both dink well and they're not going to get overpowered by Anna and Lacey and Anna and Lacey both have fast hands. They both have power, but Lacey, her dinks are suspect um i know you know how that feels chris <laughs> so i she can't is, deny that i'm not saying she's a you know she's a, she's she's more of a she's not a three five level dinker but her <laughs> dinks are prone to and this is my other issue with with them and mix i mean lacy we just had her at our at our place i think she just left today not she, she wasn't staying at our place but she was down here training with us every day and she got better she's got fast hands she's underrated in my opinion but in a mixed context, I don't know how solid she is. I don't know how that's going to be. And DJ and Andre Diescu as a men's team, DJ on the right, because DJ is good on the right now. He figured out how to play the right. Well, it's about time. It's about time. Yeah. I was trying to tell him. Did you him. teach him? You, you, taught him? you taught him well, right, James? I mean, I think I think he got good on the right because I was so bad on the right at MLP that he figured <laughs> We've got to change some things. <laughs> so, so now here's my question, though. Looking at looking at Milwaukee is, I mean, I'm not, I don't know how consistently uh, Dasku plays, but with DJ, I feel like the thing people always say is when he's on, he's really on. But when he is not on, he is just like, you know, kind of crashes and burns. So I feel like that's like the question mark in my mind because that could compromise a mixed game and a men's game potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I, I feel I, like the uh, NY Hustlers would just be more consistent potentially. Yeah. I mean, the can thing any of them like pick DJ up though? Like when he's down? Because I remember when like, James, when he played with uh, you guys on the ranchers and he would play with Anna, if he was feeling down, like Anna would pick him up, you know, bring that energy and like kind of like, like take over a little bit and just kind of bring him out of the slumps. So I don't know if. Uh, who else on Milwaukee? Is it Callie and uh, Lucy, right? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know if they, I mean, they probably could, but I don't know. I don't know how well they vibe with DJ, you know? Yeah. I think they've definitely got a, they've got different personalities than DJ. It's funny. DJ, DJ's personality fit in well with the ranchers. I mean, we were all very, um, you know, we definitely had a good rapport, but Callie, Lucy, and Andre, they're very different from DJ. They're both, they're all very, very professional seeming. I mean, I practice with Andre here and there. He, he practices intensely, not to say that DJ isn't professional, but he's, he's a little more, a little more like me. And yeah. <laughs> so we'll see, but 
I think one thing about DJ is he is a little hot and cold, but if he's on the right side, it kind of minimizes the decisions he has to make. So that's kind of why, like, you know, when Will would play with Chris, you'd want to put Will on the left and Chris on the right. Because if you've got a guy like Chris who has a tough time with a lot of things, but (laughs) with with, I think the list is so long. It's it's a lot. He'd have a tough time reading the whole list out. But but I would say that when it comes down to decision making you want the left side guy to be taking, you know, 60% of the court, nothing crazy, but they're going to be taking more of the court and you want somebody you can kind of trust to make solid, consistent decisions. And the right side guy generally doesn't have as many options. So it's easy if you're up, if you're hot and cold, there's more of a concrete specific um, option. And it's so now here's my question though. Who do you think between those two is a better left side player overall i would think yes, it's DJ, dj but i think it's andre yeah you I really think, think so i think so too okay i guess i just haven't seen enough of him play i've just seen more of dj play so well dj is more talented than andre andre sure. does not have a lot of power he uses the o2 and his power levels are you know, not high. He's not, he's not hitting the ball that hard. And it's weird because he's like six, five. And mm-hmm. you'd think that with that paddle, he would be clobbering the ball like me, but no, he's not. He doesn't hit the <laughs> ball. How many that people hard. can clobber the ball like James? No, and definitely not him. I mean, he's got, so it's funny because he's so big, takes up a lot of space, takes a lot of court, but he's not really um, at the premier level as a left side guy. He's, he's more of like a, a solid guy. He's got great defense. He's a great, mm-hmm. good dinker. He gets up to the kitchen really well. It's tough to put the ball away on him. And it's funny. He's kind of like, in my opinion, he's he's more he of like a safe. He's like a six foot five Federico Stacks root. <laughs> he is. Yeah. Nothing against Andre, but I've noticed that, yeah, when he attacks and stuff, it's they're always safe attacks for the most part. He'll, he'll reach in and he'll play aggressively. Um but uh, I don't know. He's always waiting for that that second ball. I would say, unless he gets an overhead. And I mean, I would not be on the other side of Andre when he has an overhead. <laughs> oh my gosh! One time he hit it at MLP in New Newport, and it like went into like the stands when I was standing or whatever. And Decabar was defending. That that was the time. And uh, he hit it so hard. I was like, "There's no way it's coming this way." But he hit this crazy angle. And then Deckel like was gonna get it back and he lobbed over but the umbrella that I put over it to block the sun, like Deckel's lob, like hit underneath the umbrella, and I felt really bad. I was like, oh whoops. Yeah. my bad Deckel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Do you think it's time to go to are you ready, Will? For for Yeah, I mean I yeah, I pulled it up, but I don't know who you guys put in A tier, so uh oh, that's fine. Uh, we'll, we'll just skip your A tier because I'm sure most of that overlaps. Okay. And I'm sure B tier is going to gonna be similar. Well, this is okay, your okay. B tier, so let's hear your B tier first, and then Chris My, is in. No, let's let's go, Chris, because I mean, I got pulled up, but I haven't a chance to like really like look through them, look through them. Okay. Oh, you hear that, James? He's <laughs> just going to copy my answers. <laughs> How about this? I'll go first. I'll go first. <laughs> yes. Okay. So my B tier, number one in my B tier is the Hustlers. We already talked about why. Um, and then we've got BLQK mm-hmm. and Florida Smash and the Mad Drops. And I would say if there were sub tiers within that B tier, I think that B I think that Florida Smash might be a little better than BLQK, and I think BLQK is a little better than the Mad Drops. Um okay. so yeah, let's hear uh, let's hear Chris's. All right. I've got uh you know I'm seeing an overlap here. Let me readjust this. Uh all right. Okay, I think I fixed it. All right. I've got in my B team uh BLQK, the Milwaukee Mashers, Mad Drops, and then the Night Owls. Yes. I also had Night Owls, BLQK, and I actually had the Mashers. You had mashers in there too? Yeah, I had mashers in there. Who was your fourth? Um, uh, let's see. The ma- I guess, no. Nah, uh, 
let's see, going through probably the mad drops. I think you had mad drops in that already, right? Yeah. Yeah, I already had mad drops. So I guess it would be ATX pickleballers. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, because it's, it's all, I, and I mean, I, we talked about this on, on our pod, Chris, but it was just like, if it comes down to energy, right? Because Zane said it's like, yo, uh, MLP isn't about pickleball, it's about energy. And, you know, and I don't know if ATX pickleballers will bring the energy. I mean, you got J Dub, you know, Gabe Rotardio. I mean, the Calmotos, you know, can bring some hype, but like, I don't know, I feel like they're kind of reserved, you know, like, would they get loud? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, James, can you chime in on that? I mean, you played yeah. with them. No, the Kalamotos bring hype like like Chris yeah, Olsen. they bring brings, hype for sure. Power. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> so they don't. Uh, the okay. short answer is they don't. They they uh, might think they do, but no. No, I don't think they think they do either. I mean, they bring a lot of things. The Kalamotos are, in my opinion... They're rock solid. I mean, I think opinion. Jackie, when I've played with her, it's like I, I, she's probably the best mixed player i've played with and um it's just you know shocking how consistent she is but yeah i've got atx in my c tier also but um so who do i have in my b tier so i've got i've got blqk the hustlers florida smash and the mad drops so the one that doesn't so the overlap difference in mine was mashers and night owls i think right yeah so okay so then i so the one that i have in the b tier that you have in the c tier is the florida smash okay Yep. Right. Yeah. Because I have the Florida Smash in the B tier. Yep. I personally think that the Florida Smash has a very good team, probably yeah. a contender to. I think they have a. They're built in a way where they could beat pretty much any team, just because Jesse Irvin, in my opinion, is the second best mixed player in the game. Yes. He is yes. mixed doubles really good. And then there's Travis. If she plays with Travis, that's a team that nobody wants to play. I mean, Travis and mixed is, you know, he got bronze with Edda right at the PPA in Dallas. He is a really good mixed player. He's getting better too every tournament. I think he's, I think he's a stud. And then Travis and Colin, that's a good team. Like stylistic, team, yeah. they mash up well. And then Georgia is very, very talented, prone to inconsistency. So that could be it. But I think in an MLP style situation, it's, and she's going to stay engaged. Yeah, so. they're definitely a dark horse um, contender for me. I think just kind of flying a little under the radar, but yeah, I think they're, I think they're solid. You know, and obviously I'm a little biased just because I mean I play for Florida Smash in minor league, so you know, um, uh, obviously I've talked to Travis a little bit and whatnot. So yeah. So basically, yeah. Will's opinion doesn't count. There's too much of a bias. Okay, well you say well, what I'm just telling you like it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that I, I think those all make sense. I think once you get to B and C tier, well, okay, there's a couple of teams in C tier for me that are just definitive C tier, but you can kind of swap okay, some of them yeah. around where it's like some could move up to A, some could move to C, like they could kind of go either way. Exactly. And just like you said, now I've got my definitive C tier teams. I didn't want to have to do this. But I don't have to, and I'm still going to do it. Um, okay, definitive C-tier team number one. Well, I'll tell you my C-tier. So my C-tier is the Night Owls, ATX. Um, those two are not definitive C-tier teams. And my two definitive C-tier teams are Cabo Vamos and Clean Cause. Yeah. So I, I yeah. my list is basically the same. I have I have Vamos clean cause and then I think that's where our two swapped for the last one. But yeah, I Zane, I really don't want his team to be in C tier. I like Zane a lot, but I just look at the team and I'm like, there are so many variables in there. And then ATX I feel like has good people, but I'm like, this is probably gonna be the lowest energy team in the entire league. Yeah. But they got talent, though. You know, I mean, J-Dub, the Camaro, I mean, Cardio. It's just, that's why I put them in B. Yeah, I, I mean, I could see it, but I don't know. The issue with ATX is that the Camotos are at their best when they're not playing with a J-Dub style mixed player. J-Dub isn't the guy. 
Yeah, like J-Dub is mildly aggressive, but he's not going to take 80% of the court. He's not going to be clogging the middle. He's more of a guy. I mean, if you watch him play, he stands his ground. He hits a lot of dinks, and he's almost impossible to attack. And Mm -hmm. he counters really well, and that's what makes him maybe the second best men's doubles player in the game, maybe third men's doubles player in the game. But in mixed, he's not going to take a ton of court. I think if for Jackie and Jade to be as valuable as they could be, they should be playing mixed with somebody like, well, me. Or, I knew it. I knew, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying that I'm better at mixed than J-Dub. I'm just saying, because I'm not. But stylistically, yeah. a Riley or an AJ or a me or a DJ even would yeah. be probably the best for that team. But uh, let's get into why we think Frisco clean cause is a definitive C tier team. And I'm sorry, Zane. Zane, you're a great kid. Um, yeah, he, Zane's a good egg. But this is going to be a pretty good men's team. Matt and Zane is going to be pretty good. Are yeah, they gonna... I think so too. And the only problem with the fact that... Together? Well, Ever? Or I don't think... I think, I think they're stylistically going to match up well. So I don't think that's a huge problem because Matt actually likes to play the left. He's on the right with Riley because that's just how things have gone. And Riley's the better player, yep. but um, Matt will be on the left there and Zane will be on the right. And they're a pretty good men's team. They're not a world beating men's team. And the problem with that is that that's the best part of their team. The yeah. best part of the clean cause team is their men's team. And their men's team is going to win maybe most of their matches, but they're not going to beat the best men's team. They're probably going to beat me and Hayden. We're not the best men. <laughs> that I, 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 James actually finally said one where he won't win it. I'm shocked. I mean, at this point, because I said that, we probably will. But <laughs> <laughs> just to prove you wrong, Chris, I think now you've you've just instigated like the seed in James's heart to like prove you wrong. <laughs> That's okay. I'll I'll be at the MLP. We can do an interview with James right afterwards. Oh gosh. Okay. But yeah, what are what are your thoughts? What are Chris's thoughts first on on clean cause? Yeah, I think, I mean, you and I talked about this a little bit just before the podcast, but if they go to a dream breaker, that is going to be really interesting. I think Yana's at least decent at singles, right? And then obviously Zane, but I've never seen Lino play and Matt Wright. I've literally never seen him play and there's no way that's going to end well. I'm sure Matt can hold his own. Didn't he play a lot of like tennis, um, you know, coming up? Yeah, maybe 20 years ago. Matt's 46, uh, Will. Okay. Wait, is he 46? <laughs> oh, I thought it was 44. No, uh, no according um, to, he's 47. According to the site at Major League Pickleball, he's, he's 47. 47? What? 47. Yeah. Dude, I've, the senior I, pros better be terrified. Only three oh, years. He's going to dominate <laughs> senior pros. Oh let, me, let me say this. I mean, I've seen Matt. I've watched Matt play men's dubs probably 30 hours of my life. Honestly, mm-hmm. probably 30 hours of my life. And I was not like I was focused on Matt, but I was watching the whole match and Matt was a part of it for 30 hours. I've seen him hit some good drives. He's hit some good forehand drives. He actually has a, he hits a two-handed backhand on his backhand drive. Um, But I've never ever seen him do a backhand drive like ever. <laughs> well, he, he can do That's it. That's because Riley exists. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he can do it, but the only issue is that can he cover the court in singles? I mean, nah. it's not a knock on Matt. It's really not. At that age, it's just tough. And yeah. there are guys who can do it. You look at the senior pro men, there's some good, like Matt, or I'm sorry, Matthias Johnson, or Johansson is very good at singles. Mircha is very good at singles. Paul Olin, they, those guys can move. But can Matt move like they can? No. Uh, not sure. And it's already a problem that that's even a question. Can Matt move like the top senior pro men? That shouldn't even be that way. <laughs> is an issue that we're asking and it's just you know so i think that that team in mixed i mean matt is matt's the best doubles player on that team i know it was zane drafted above matt i think so, so yeah i think so but matt's got so. matt's matt's a lot better than zane in my opinion in everybody's opinion in doubles i mean he's got so he's got such fast hands he's got mm-hmm. so much experience matt's a total yeah, yeah he's a total stud, but in mixed, he's not a Who's, elite player. 
And who's going to be their their? Who do you think their mixed matchups are going to be? I think what would make the most sense is to put Lena with Zane, uh, because Lena actually likes to play the left more. Or maybe she doesn't like to play the left, but she's seen as a little more effective on the left and mixed. And mm-hmm. Zane can play the right and mixed, probably more willingly than Matt would. Um, yeah. so I've never I've never seen Matt. I mean, obviously Matt can play the right and men's, but I haven't seen him um play the right with lucy i mean i would hate it to would play be the right interesting to see zane on the right though because i i feel like he's of his three events well maybe besides singles i'm not sure but mixed is like one of his better events isn't it um i don't think he's a great i mean he's he's good at mixed but at the premier league level is he like a guy that's gonna carry a mixed team i don't think he would say that even mm, i sure. don't think i mean I'm, he's a smart he, he i don't think he believes that um sure I'm just thinking even from the last MLP, I feel like, I mean, obviously he had Paris, but I feel like he, he played quite well in mixed, but maybe I'm not giving Paris as much credit as I should be. Yep. <laughs> just a solid, <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, Paris is not, yeah, I don't want to keep going in on Zane, because Zane's a great player. I don't want to take too much away from Zane. So, yeah. But Paris is very good. Paris. Yeah, is- yeah, that's that's true. So what about you, Will? Your thoughts on um, on clean cause? Yeah, I mean, I your I, definitive C tier team. So if it's not clean cause, then who is it? No, it's it's clean cause, and I hate to put C tier. I mean, I, I agree with you guys in the C tier team, and I hate to do it uh, like I mean, Vamos in C tier because uh, Jay really is my guy, and I always root for him no matter what. But I mean, considering the rest of the field, I feel like I have to put them in C tier, and then I'm not sure who else I put in c tier to be quite honest it's pretty tough for me um and honestly like i don't know i just feel like i don't watch enough pickleball and seen all these guys playing and, and ladies playing as of recently to make a definitive answer but just compared to the rest of the field you know vamos and clean cause um and i go with the same thoughts that you guys do about clean cause i also haven't seen much of yana play and also lena aside from mlp um and so yeah, I mean those are my thoughts on the cause and then for Vamos. I mean I we got Chase, I mean someone solid, Louis Jones. And I don't I don't know why I don't think they're a bad team. I just feel like everybody is just to to me just seems stronger. And I don't know if that I don't know if you guys feel the same way. I mean you guys put Vamos in C tier for a reason. I don't know if you guys have more definitive answers on why you put them in C tier. Yeah, I mean, I would just really quick basically say that, um, well, first of all, like for clean cause, I mean, Yana has some really good mixed results. She got bronze with Thomas and she's a she can hit some really, really good forehand cross court dinks that are just biting mm-hmm. and aggressive. And um, she she is good. Everybody's yeah. good in the Premier League. That's the thing. I just don't think that team is great. I mean, that's the same thing with Cabo Vamos. I think that Cabo Vamos looks like they would be a solid team in 2022, but hmm. now we have the PPA pros. And I, I, even so, even as Cabo Vamos is built now, I wouldn't even really consider them to be, I'd say maybe they're, you know, they're a top three team, top four team last year. Yeah. They're not even an overwhelming favorite last year, but if you look at the fives or the, um, you know, any A tier team, if you put that team last year, it's a wrap. right like so i mean jay is that was the issue jay at seven overall he had seven overall people were saying it was high yeah yeah i just was talking to jw on the podcast and um he said the same thing he said that it was too high way too high Mm. and i think you go with dylan frazier there i think dylan provides more value across the board and that's not going to be a strong women's team if not maybe the weaker or one of the weakest women's teams, Simone and Elise. I mean, yeah, they don't really attack. They just, I feel like they're just steady and they get a lot of balls back, but they don't, I mean, yeah. Do you feel Simone kind of plays aggressively enough to, you know, attack? And I don't know about Elise. I just know she gets like, she has the craziest gets. She has some of the craziest gets and digs that I've seen. Elise is a stud. She Elise is a great mix player. And she is, uh, and so is Simone. But in women's, yeah. they're not going to be great. And um, in singles, they're not going to be great. And 
It's a pretty solid so? man's team. I, mean, I guess Simone is getting old, but she used to play a lot of singles, right? <laughs> I mean, There's a I lot of feel like those skills don't go away. There's a lot of really good singles teams, man. These are some really tough singles teams. And Eric Lang, Eric Lang knows what I did to him last time. <laughs> I knew you were just going to mention that. <laughs> I don't know if <laughs> Eric Lang is going to be great. He might not be great in Dream Breakers just because he's still emotionally scarred from that last, <laughs> that last point. Poor Eric. Poor Eric. He's no, a great Eric's guy. probably moved on. <laughs> Eric's a great guy. and He's a stud men's player. And he's a solid mixed player. Uh, I'm actually looking at the list, or I just scanned the whole list again, and I, I don't see a women's pairing on there that I think would be worse. And it's not because I, you know either of those players are bad. I just kind of feel like combined. I don't know what that's going to look like against all these other women's teams. No, I mean yeah. you know what women's is. It's a rip fest. It's just yeah. There's not a lot of dinking, and there's just it's just hands and power and. Elise has good hands and, and Simone has good hands, but the power, it's going to be tough to keep up with Anna Lee and Leia. Yeah. yeah. That's it all depends on how well they can kind of reset and soften up with, when they're being attacked, like who can play whose game. Right. You know, yeah. And James, do you know, I, I assume, but some of following major league pickleball this season has been a little more difficult than last year. Some information's unclear, but can people make trades in between each event like last mm -hmm. year i think so and i can't okay. tell you why but i actually know so okay i sure. know so i actually think that you can make trades before the first event really what? that's what I, I that's my um i'm pretty pretty sure at least because there was some talk about it that i can't get into yeah. but there was some talk um that i was privy to Sure. Between, sure. Between that would be really interesting if there was a trade before the first event. Yeah. But how how does that work? Like, like do the owners just get up like, hey, I'd like to trade? Like, is there an exchange of money involved? You know, it just I don't know. How I assume it's works. just people. I I actually I'm not even going to speculate. I have no idea. I don't even have a guess. <laughs> I think Chris was on it. It's probably just people. Just just the players. I think the players are the driving force behind trades, um, unless it's BLQK because Richie is like making crazy trades every every weekend you know i mean you remember <laughs> last year but uh trading you know we we don't even need to get into that those trades but uh thanks richie for for that title and um <laughs> but i uh i don't really think that the owners usually have a huge say in it i think it's mostly the players that that drive that stuff but yeah uh, yeah that makes sense it'll be really interesting after this first event to see what the the actual rankings end up being of how all the teams placed and who ends up wanting to trade who. Yeah. Yeah. James, real quick. Do you know how the events work out? I, I heard somewhere that the uh, challenger um, and the premier like flip flop at the second half of yes. the year. And then yes. there's like some sort of point total. So everything is dependent is set up now so that, who then this decides who plays premier in 2024 right is that how can you explain a little bit more detail that's exactly right i don't know the exact point total details but i do know that um each team's going to have half of the year so there's six total events obviously three events each season and each team is going to have one season in the premier league one season in the challenger league and i'm not sure how they're going to combine i'd imagine they're weighted evenly and however mm -hmm. each team performs um, is combined in each league, and then that's going to be all added together. And the best teams are going to be in the Premier League next year, and the worst teams are going to be in the Challenger. Gotcha. And then, oh, how's are at each event? Are they running the Challenger and Premier simultaneously? Like, are they just going to have enough courts to run all of those matches at once, or how's that work? That's what I was told. I can't confirm okay. that, but I was told that. So Dude, that okay. would be pretty hype if all like. Yeah, Challenger and Premier. So, I mean, same in time. theory, that's like running four courts at a time. At least if you look at Columbus, we had two courts. It'll be interesting to see what four looks like just because you would potentially split people in a lot of different ways or you're just going to have the Challenger courts more empty than the Premier courts. Mm, true. Um, I, yeah, you'd imagine that you'd want the crowd to be focused on maybe two courts just for that energy and the hype. 
but yeah yeah all right so let me get into one of the most important questions i want to know this about both you guys um, okay i'll start with chris how and why did you get into pickleball yes so i uh i had a friend who just was like oh dude we should hang out and i was like oh what do you want to do and he's like oh we should go play pickleball and i was like what the heck is pickleball i was like i have no idea what that is and he's like it's kind of like tennis and since you played tennis you'll probably like it and this friend he never played a racket sport in his life i know he plays soccer and hockey so like you know he's he's pretty athletic but uh we get there and i was like oh it's just small tennis i was like i will run laps geriatric tennis guy. Yeah, I was like, this is going to be so easy. And I think I got pickled 111, 311. Like, I couldn't understand how I was being beat so badly in this Some game. So, after change. that, <laughs> just another day in the life of Chris Olsen. <laughs> <laughs> it still happens. Hey, but I probably wouldn't lose to him now. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Fair I immediately enough. went to Dick's, though, bought some paddles, got my siblings into it. My wife got into it, like, pretty much right after that everything I did, like pickleball just kind of consumed me. And I had never planned to, you know, I actually told my wife and friends, I said, I will never make pickleball my job. I was like, I want this to be a hobby that doesn't burn me out. And here we are. It's not my job. <laughs> so follow up question, Chris. Um, why? Or for what reason other than your obvious lack of skill? Did you choose to focus on content creation? See, I I really just felt bad for people that also had a lack of skill like you and me. So I figured if I use my content to make lesser pros look good, they might have a better chance of making a living. So I'm trying to do you guys a favor. <laughs> oh, thank you, Chris. That is... Oh man, you're doing God's work out there, Chris. Oh my God. I know, I know. No one else was going to do it for James. I'm, I'm really an angel for James. Making other <laughs> players feel better about themselves, making his opponents feel great about themselves. Oh, make them feel That's real great. Feed cool. oh. <laughs> them some ATPs, give them some overheads, you know, the whole nine yards. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Nah, it's yes. good. But. Yeah, the content side of things, I just, it's, you know, something I've done my whole life. I've done filmmaking for like 10 years. I've done YouTube since I was like 12 when I did speed cubing. And just when I looked at YouTube and pickleball, I was like, there's no one really making high quality pickleball content. I could still tell the content in pickleball was very early. And I felt like I would have a head start if I started doing it. And so I said, I'd make one video. And if it did well, like maybe I'd consider it. The video did really well. It was like 40,000 views in a week or something. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, there's clearly a demand for this. I should just do more of it. Yeah. I mean, I think you're definitely at the top. Or, I mean, there's not a lot of competition right now in terms of content creation, but you yeah. are definitely doing it the best. Um, aside from Pickleball Will, obviously. I mean, it's like uh, <laughs> there's, there's just a, like a professional nature about your podcast, about your videos. I think you have the, pa the paddle reviews are like very yes. good engaging and also pretty funny the the franklin one was hilarious um, <laughs> yes. the franklin review my I've favorite part is franklin the jw died. clips yeah I, yeah i know i mean so i don't know if you can talk about this on the podcast and if you can't i totally understand but do you know if jw has seen that oh he's seen it he's seen it yeah he probably and, thinks it's um, hilarious well I think he thought no. it a lot. I think, well, no, no, no. I think he thought it was a lot funnier than his mom did. I don't know if his mom <laughs> liked it because I know that his mom saw it and I'm going to have to run this by her. I might have to edit this part out, but she saw it and she didn't like it at all, <laughs> but she's cool. I mean, she's not, you yeah, know, she's awesome. She's not. No, Ju um, Julie is awesome. We, we both love Julie. I definitely, when I put that in there, I was like, okay, this might be, on the edgier side of things that I've put in one of my reviews. But when I saw the clips, I was like, how can, how can you not? The consumers <laughs> need to see those clips because they need exactly. to know. Before they, they know. Here's the thing though. I, I can't feel that bad because every consumer who has bought it and messaged me is like, dude, I hate this thing. Like <laughs> it is not a good paddle. So I, I wasn't wrong. <laughs> No, it's shocking. There's people out there who like it. 
right? There's people out there who like it, don't they? Don't they don't well, I have not met. I have not met one person oh, besides wow. besides the Johnsons who say they like that paddle. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to speak for the Johnsons. I'm sure they, you know, they love the paddle. But uh, I've seen, you know, I've got a friend Dave who used it, and he said that it brought his game down about one full duper point. He was shocked at how bad everything was. I mean, everything was just, yeah, it's just, there's nothing redeeming about the paddle. It's like, it's got, it's, it's the response is inconsistent. So the control is bad, but the grid is also weird. It's not a real yep. carbon fiber face. And then the pop is also not anything special. It's um, James. Did you see the, the video I posted last night of snapping the paddle? Oh, yes. Yes. I okay. saw you snap the unibody. Yeah. yeah. So someone commented and said, this is what happens to my Franklin paddle when I just look at it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was funny. like, this guy speaks facts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty great. So, Will, same yeah. question for you. Why okay. did you get into the pickleball? The second question right. doesn't doesn't apply to you as much as it does to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so let's see. I uh, got into pickleball kind of like everybody else, like during the pandemic. So I I have a tennis background. I played tennis for like over like fifteen to like sixteen years, mostly recreationally. Um, and I was playing a lot with uh, my uncle and some of his friends. And during the pandemic around Washington, D.C., Northern Virginia, they just, they literally chained up and, like, locked up all the courts. And I was sick and tired of just, like, climbing up, like, you know, the 12-foot fence together just so I can play tennis. And then my uncle just hit me up. He has a pretty large driveway. He said, hey, Will, come through and, and play some pickleball. And I was like, pickleball? What's that? And he lined it up. I don't think he, I don't even think he had the right dimensions. I'm pretty sure that the, the kitchen was six feet like a foot like closer to the net on both sides right and it was real casual like he had some crappy like wooden paddles or whatever and and it was super casual like we we were drinking while we we're playing like i had beer in my hand like, oh this is great like you know and then it wasn't until i was driving through a town next over and i saw what i thought were tennis courts and they were packed. And I was like, what the heck is this? And I got closer and I was like, this place is, it's way too dense for this many people to be on a tennis court. And there was 10 dedicated pickleball courts here. And I was like, holy crap. And it was just filled to the brim. And then I just decided to swing by in a park and go check it out. And somebody was like, hey, we need a fourth. And he's like, hey, do you play? And then I was like, uh, yeah. And um, they gave me a paddle and I got smoked by like, you know, this old dude, he was like named Sam. He was like 75 years old. And I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, there's no way. I was like, you know, I play tennis. I'm like, you know, four out of four or five in tennis. I, me and my team just came back from like, you know, mid-Atlantic sectionals or whatever. And I was like, there's no way. And I got smoked. And I was like, what the heck is going on? And like, I then um, got hooked. I came back, you know, I went back and I was like training up against like the wall at my elementary school, <laughs> you know, kind of more serious. Path. Yeah. I saw, I saw that on your, uh, on your last spot. I was like, oh man, <laughs> Dave's had a similar experience. Yeah. I came back, looked for Sam and it was, but it, it was like three months. I couldn't, I always missed him. I was like, yo, he's scared of me. He came back and I thought I was going to crush him, but no, he beat me again still. And I was like, crap, <laughs> like, what's going on? It's like, it's like he didn't show me his his true form. He, he's like, okay, well, now you can see this is my final form. And I just got like before he was just out dinking me. And then the second time around, you just speeding up. I got I almost got hit body back in the chest like five times. Like there was probably like an S on my chest from like the pickleball marks he made on it because you know that's how good he was. And um uh after that, you know, I was just hooked. I just went back like every day. It was it was bad. It was like it an obsession it was so crazy people were wondering if i was okay all my old tennis buddies that were like around my age like well what are you doing dude i'm playing pickleball he's like what he's like don't play that crap. I mean, some of them know about it don't play that crappy ass sport they came out to play with me one time but they just couldn't play because uh they play a lot of them play with like western grips or whatever in my tennis game i play like with an eastern like more like roger federer so transitioning was really easy but I wiped them and then in pickleball and then they didn't see me for a while. They asked me to come to the tennis course one time and they're making, I was like, guys, 
I'm going to still smoke you. Like it doesn't even matter. And that was the case. I still smoked them. And I was like, don't ever make fun of pickleball ever again. I'm never going to see you guys ever again. Find me on a pickleball court. And that was pretty much this sounds like how James's story would be like tennis buddies making fun of him. And he's like, I'll beat you in both. I'll play left-handed and I'll beat you. (laughs) That's pretty much how it goes. Yeah, man. Shoot. Yeah. Don't, don't, Don't knock it. Don't knock it. So yeah, that's pretty much, um, it. And then, Let's see, this thing was like content creation. And honestly, so right around this time, I moved to Oklahoma and I went to a tournament. I just learned the chainsaw serve. I saw like Zane do it. And I was like, yo, this is sick. And I learned it. And I was just wrecking face at this tournament in OKC. And the funny thing in Oklahoma is that people like don't like kind of like text you or message you. If they get your number, they just kind of call you. So I've got multiple calls of people asking me like, hey, how did you do that? How do I combat against it? Like, you know, and, you know, props to them because like they weren't just complaining about it. They were really trying to learn and like counter it. And so I got so many calls. I was sick and tired of saying the same stuff. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make a video. I used to make videos beforehand. I did a lot of like Kung Fu, like stunt Jackie Chan style, like films with some of my buddies. So I made a video on the chainsaw. So it came around the same time Chris's video came out and he took all my views. I was like the first, I think I was out like a week before and then Chris came and he took all my views. And I was like, who the hell is this guy? Like it's taking my shine. I was so mad. You know what I'm saying? And he made good videos. That's the thing. He made the video, his video is actually good. And it actually pissed me off even more. And I was like, you know what? I got to challenge this guy. And that's how the story of me and Chris, man, I literally hit up on Instagram and was like, hey man, I saw your video. I don't appreciate you taking my clout. So I'm going to come up there. I'm going to beat you. <laughs> and I went up there. I'm sure he did. I beat his ass. I pickled him like five times. The video's still there. It'll, it'll come out soon. It, but I didn't want to embarrass him. Like, you know, like he was, he was growing followers and whatnot. And I was like, nah, I'm not that, I'm not that mean. You know, he's, he's got to get his stride somehow. So, um, and yeah, we became friends. We started doing the, the, the pod together. And honestly, if I did it, shout out to Kristen, because if I didn't, meet Chris and we didn't do the pod like I don't know if I would have stuck to making um pickleball videos and like trying to make this like a full-time thing because like Chris it was just fun like I just wanted to play and just have a good time you know and that's really what it is but now we're here and now we're you know talking to the future number one player on his podcast is kind of crazy <laughs> we'll see about that we'll see about that. um Wow, well, that's a great story. That's probably better than Chris's story. Not that I didn't expect that. Um, but, um, I guess that's we're kinda... ranking stories now. Stories now. That's uh, right. Yeah, ranking my stories six point oh plus. Chris three five at best. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. I'll if take we're it. ranking the stories. Yeah, he's a th- yeah yeah three five. Being a three five is not just pickleball. You know, it's everything. <laughs> It's, it's a lifestyle. Kind of just extends. To, it's a life. It's a. It's just who he is. He embodies it and he embraces it. I dedicated yes. my life to it. I've I've fully embraced it. Yep. Here's a question. Yeah. Do you have a training plan, Chris? Are you training to get good? Because I think it'd be the funniest villain origin story of all time <laughs> if you decided I've had enough. I'm gonna get in the gym. I'm gonna start. I don't know, taking steroids, you, doing whatever I you, can, training for eight wait, hours a day, and I'm going to take over the pro game, and I'm going to be the best player in the world. Be hilarious. Could you imagine Chris in the gym, like, doing dumbbells with pickleballs, and the others, like, oh, yeah, this is good. In his room, at, in bed at night, like, refusing to, like, cuddle with his wife, because he's like, sorry, I got to visualize. I'm visualizing Dink. <laughs> just because that's what I, I mean i do that just literally all in so here here's the thing i actually i mean i don't have a specific training plan right now but i do i mean just like anyone else i want to be as good as i can and i think within the time i'm playing pickleball if i could ever play a pro event that would be amazing i with how i'm currently treating content i don't know how realistic it is but i look at someone like kyle Obviously, he was a, already a high-level athlete. I believe he played D1 basketball. It's so like he he had that going for him already. But he produces just as much content as I do, if not more, and he still finds time to train. The balance that I have had to have is 
the most useful way for me to review a paddle and get a feel for it is just playing games. Like I can drill with it and that's okay. Mm -hmm. I get a feel for it, but it's not great. When I play games, I get a perfect understanding of it. So most of the time when I go play, I have so many, I mean, I've got 160, 170 paddles in my office. I'm never going to get through all of them. So I'm always working on one. And if I want to stay up to date, creating that content, and that's how I make money, it's really hard to train. But I think what I ultimately just need to do is either every day or every other day, just say like six to 8 a.m., find someone who will drill with me. And like this time is literally just me playing pickleball for me to get better. One, because that would help my channel. Uh, and two, you know, I'd, I'd like to just be as good at the sport as I can be. So no specific plan right now, but I would, I do want to implement that more than I am now. Okay. That's a little bit less exciting of a response than I was hoping for. I wanted Chris <laughs> here to train. I'm going to go. I mean, here, here's the thing, James, before I die, I will beat you in a pro tournament. That's what we'll, we'll, we'll end with that. With that training plan. Yeah, the yeah. training plan was, yeah, I mean, maybe here and there I'll try to James would have to die first, like preemptively die, prematurely die first, and then you'd have to like hit a dink to him on his tombstone for you to, you oh, know, 11 just, times. Just you wait. Just you wait. The, when that matchup is on center court, it's going to be the most streamed it's, match in pickleball. Oh, I'd imagine. If if Chris, if I'm losing to Chris in a pro game, in a pro match, in, in, in any pro anything, that's the least of my I think problems. you quit. That's the least I worried. I've got bigger issues. I've got to reevaluate everything I've ever known. I mean, my whole reality is flipped. <laughs> Start making it's content. Like I'll focus on content. Yeah, yeah, there you go. We'll just swap roles. We'll just swap. You'll be making content about what position my team is in for MLP. Oh, that would be a crazy, like, different universe. Alternative universe. It's an alternate universe. Hey, my name is James Ignatowicz, and I'm here. To, <laughs> I'm here to talk about Chris Olson's team, the Fives. Chris Olson and Anna Lee. No, Waters. we'll we'll be called the Three Fives. Get out of here. <laughs> that's oh, that's so good. It'd be so good. Okay, so we oh. have about 15 minutes left or less. So we'll just do one last topic, um, and I will let you guys take the most of the reins on this because i i read most of the article but i didn't finish it and i do have some info that i could probably i'll let you guys start off with this but um the nml article the most recent mm -hmm. one paddle modifications for top pros is the latest issue in pickleball's paddle mess Yes. Uh, yeah, I definitely have thoughts on this. This guy's trying to steal my uh, my podcast topic. My Good podcast. thing mine's going to come out before before yeah. James as well. Well, out, like you didn't even know about it until I messaged you about it, right? Did you did you hear about it before? Yeah, I no, I was you? I was editing the Zane doc when you texted it to me. Gotcha. But the thing is, is that the NML article came out, but we kind of heard about it and um, was actually thinking about this beforehand already but i think the nml article just kind of solidified it because um like chris would always say so yo how is emily waters you know doing so well how's she hitting some of these shots and there were rumors that she was using something else and of course when the post came up as well but it didn't seem that uh big of a deal to me because i mean you know in professional tennis you know the rackets that the professional tennis players play with are not the ones that the consumers get they're like modified they're you know custom to the specs and they're just paint shops to make look like what's on the market so it wasn't that big of a deal to me so but i don't know i, I figured chris would find it interesting so i don't know chris what do you think about it there's definitely some you know some weird stuff going on with paddles within the space and i yeah. mean you've had some experiences with it that I hope that, you know, we talk about more because I don't know, it just needs to be put out there because something fishy is going on. Yeah, no, I mean, I think everyone has known for a while that there's a lot of shady business going on with paddles. I think the rules just need to change a lot. Obviously in tennis, people can use painted rackets, like, you know, they can have them set up, whatever, but the way pickleball paddle approval process is, it's like, even if you just change a graphic on your paddle, you're technically supposed to resubmit that. And I know for a fact, a couple of pros that have used paddles with old graphic on it 
but it it's a different internal. So there's like there's no way you're gonna know unless you just know a lot about paddles and you hit them. So it doesn't. So when this article came out, it wasn't necessarily that it was surprising. Maybe I wasn't looking at the paddle tech players that heavily. Like in the back of my mind, it was kind of always like, how on earth does Anna Lee hit some of these top spin shots? Like in all my tests with the paddle tech paddle, the spin is you know one of the lowest it could be for any paddle, and obviously pro players are going to put significantly more spin on it than I can. But I just think some of the shots I see, I'm like, this is straight up like a, a Yola, a power air or whatever. Like, it's just unreal. Amount it's of just spin easier I, to do. You know, yeah. I think it's not impossible, like, you know, considering the skills of some of these pro players, but it would definitely be a lot easier if you had more access to spin and spin potential. You no. Know? Yeah. So I don't know the whole thing. It's the, paddles the usip needs to fix stuff everything about it's very dodgy at this point it feels without someone coming forward and saying it i feel like we all know that this is happening well okay i know for a fact this is happening with some paddles i'm just not gonna say who but uh yeah it's definitely happening like for sure and i think something needs to be done about it yeah do do you remember when we were at APP Atlanta this uh, in in 2022 this past year Chris we were talking to uh, was it was Byron right he was the he's one yeah. of the head reps right and he said hey he talked about there's a pro match and someone was sponsored by a certain paddle company I'm not sure I don't remember the name he, even he didn't say it, who but he didn't say who but they're they're playing with their sponsored paddle but he didn't really like it right um, but he went back to his old paddle and the the pro player actually painted his old paddle to look like his new sponsor paddle and he got caught. Yeah. And I was like, Oh dang, what happened to him? And I mean, Byron said, uh, not sure to be quite honest. And that's the thing. There's, there's very little, I guess, consequences or repercussions for doing this, these types of things with paddles, you know, cause there's not enough transparency and I don't know, maybe they need to like bring some fines or something just like, cause you need to make, I don't know. You need to make things kind of transparent and fair. Not, not to say it's it's unfair. Like, you know, if, if Anneli Water and like um, Coop are playing with carbon fiber uh, paddles, like everybody else is. So why not just say that you are? I mean, obviously you're in your contract with Paddletech or whatnot, but still it's kind of just like, if, if that's the case, Paddletech, like why, if you're already making it, right? Why not just make it official if this is true right why go through trying to hide it just makes you look bad it makes your players look bad um and it's just not good for the sport and the community in general you know yeah i mean james from your perspective like you know grit obviously ppa kind of started testing paddles but not really like there's been some things implemented but from all a lot of the pros i've talked to everyone knows the grit game is kind of out of control and out of hand from as a pro player does that bother you not bother you it does bother me because i know how fair selkirk is and i'm working with them so i feel like i could be you know unfairly at a disadvantage because other companies are willing to go over the line and it's not i'm not sure i think i think the line should be where it is um, I think 40 level grid is pretty much, I think PPA has it at 43. Okay. Right? Yeah. I think they have like a yeah. 5% tolerance. They have a 5% difference or something. Yeah. Variance way, tolerability. I, mean, I think that's where it should be, but I also think that it's tough because it's such a, it's just such an unfortunate organization, the USA PA or whatever. I mean, the fact that they banned carbon and didn't ban Yola when, when Yola, yeah was also illegally over the limit is just Mm -hmm. comical. Like, yeah, they should be, I don't know. I'm not going to say what there's got to be repercussions for that. I mean, that's shocking. Right. So it's inconsistent. I think that's, what's annoying is that, you know, their verdicts are inconsistent. That's why people know that shady stuff is going on. Like it's, it's silly. It's absurd, honestly. And it's not fair for everybody, you know? Well, and it's it's really all around because specifically with raw carbon fiber, it is hard to keep it at a consistent level. Like it's it's not like, oh, I mean, I'm sure some of them are intentionally going over, but sometimes there can just be a batch of these paddles that get messed up and shipped out. And now they're just way over. Like working with that material from what I understand is finicky. So there's that. 
the meter, the stare at meter that gets used has variance within it. I believe it's a 5%, uh, you know, plus or minus variance. So it's like, there's just a lot of factors that go into this that make the whole thing a mess. And I think there just needs to be a different standard of how it's measured or the rule needs to, to change. And the thing with the pro division that I'm noticing is, I mean, it's getting better, but there was so little checking prior to the carbon. In fact, there was no checking essentially you could have gotten away with almost anything minus crazy grit. Like if you just went like 80 on the paddle, like you couldn't get away with that, but deflection, you could have got away with that. Who was, who was going to know? How would they know? They can't. I think that one thing that's really important is even aside from whether the paddle is customized or not, if it is, and I'm not saying that it shouldn't be customized, obviously it should still have to pass the tests, but if it yeah. is customized, I want to know if I'm playing sure. against you and your paddle is not the one that I tried in practice two weeks ago, it's a different paddle. I need to know if I'm playing against you. So that's something that has to be disclosed. It has to be public information. Like, so now, but do you think in tennis it's disclosed to the other tennis player? I think generally every tennis player is using customized tennis rackets. Well, right, but like, do you need to know what's customized or just that it is a customized? I think I, I think at least I should know that it's a customized paddle. I think if you go what's yeah. customized, that could get a little messy because then sure people will try to copy it. But yeah. if it's customized, I got to know that something's different. So then I yeah. can be ready to challenge that thing if I lose. <laughs> oh, well, okay, well, that brings that brings up an interesting point, James. Is it your paddle that you use right now customized? Well, it's called a different, it's called the O2A. It says it on the paddle. Oh, okay. It's okay. Clear. It says O2A. Yeah. Gotcha. But and it's, it's also on the approved list. I see. It's painted to look like a power air. I think I tell people that and whoa, they're like, whoa, no, he plays with power air. That's what I don't know. Like. I don't know if it's painted. I uh, can't, can't, can't specify what it's painted to look like. I just know <laughs> that's what it's painted as. I play with it. If people tell me, if people say, hey, how do you like the power air? I say, I like it. I don't say I use it. I don't say that I, I don't use it. I don't say that I don't use it either. If they ask me about the power air, if they assume that I use the power air, I'm going to go with it. I'm just like, hey, yeah, it's good. I like it. It's great. <laughs> there you go, James. There you go. You and I both know. We all know. Because I do James like it. I, I mean, I've played with it and I like it. Do I use it for tournaments? No, but I like it. Fair, 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 fair. <laughs> All right, All so right. it is 8.26. Chris's bedtime is in four minutes, so... That's that's right. We're really going to have to wrap this up. Yeah, we have to wrap this up, but it's been great. Thank you guys for coming on. Um, yeah, thank you. I appreciate yes. it. 